Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. Today we're going to be in the book of Malachi, chapter 2, and let's open up today with prayer. Heavenly Father, as we jump into your word, we ask that the miracle principles of what it takes to release miracles today concerning how that works with giving you glory. Father, we pray that you give us a good understanding of it so that we are conscious and aware of our need to give you glory. Thank you, Father, before and after a miracle. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Malachi chapter 2, we're going to read some things that God's prophet of prosperity Mm, I like that. That's really what Malachi was. He was a prophet of prosperity. We're not focusing on chapter 3, but uh, really, really good stuff concerning God's plan for your well-being. Now, chapter 2, verse 1. And now, O priest, this commandment is for you. So this would be for the Levitical priest. If you will not hear, and if you will not take it to heart, to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have cursed them already, because you do not take it to heart. Behold, I will rebuke your descendants. Uh Uh-oh, this is a legacy curse that's going in the wrong direction. And so the priest They need to do something about this very quickly. They need to repent. They need to change because if they don't, it's not only uh, going to go very bad for them, but even their descendants now are going to be included. Behold, I will rebuke your descendants. And this is because these priests are going to pass something on to the next generation that is going to be an error, uh, a way of drifting away from God. So this must be dealt with now. Behold, I will rebuke your descendants and spread refuse on your faces, the refuse of your solemn feast, and one will take you away with it. Now, this is interesting. The word refuse in the Hebrew is the word perez. And I know uh, you could read through this and uh, you could think, well, God's saying I'm going to spread dung on your face. And there's actually a couple of translations that say that, but... Uh, that's not really what it's talking about here. Anytime the priest would be doing animal sacrifices at the temple, there's always going to be certain parts of the animal that are not kept. Those parts are thrown away. Now, the priests are already in a mess because they're actually offering to God uh, and they're accepting sacrifices from the people of animals that sometimes are blind or lame or sick. All, uh, and so these people are really disrespecting God and they're dishonoring him at the temple and the priest are allowing it. And the priests have gotten a very negative attitude and they're, very, they're basically despising the sacrifices and they're not giving God any glory. So what is being said here is that when an animal is slaughtered, there are certain parts that you don't keep. Uh, even if it's a good animal that's accepted uh, as a ceremonial clean animal, there's there's still parts that you're going to throw away. You know, if you catch a fish and you're you're going to eat the fish, well, you don't eat all the, all the guts and stuff like that. You're going to gut the fish and a lot of the intestines and other stuff like that. You throw it out, and you're not going to use that. Uh, same with uh, with this. There would be parts that are just disposed of. Those are the waste parts, and that's called in the Hebrew pares, and uh, sometimes translated as dung, but the general meaning is animal waste. And God is saying that just as that animal waste, there are certain parts of the animal that are not used. It's carried away and thrown away. God says, if, you're go- if you don't straighten up, I'm going to do that to you. If you don't give me the right rightful glory that is due to me and you keep disrespecting me and dishonoring me through these so-called sacrifices, the Lord says, uh, I'm going to dishonor you where the the junk is smeared in your face and you're hauled off with it. So a very, very strong rebuke 
through the prophet to the priest saying that you have to give God glory. Verse two again, give glory to my name. That my friends is what the Lord is looking for, that we always give him glory, that we never belittle uh, his kingdom or God's ways or his commandments. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, sometimes I've seen Christians uh, they they don't really know that much about God, but they love the Lord, and uh, uh, they they have a, an attitude like maybe God's a like a casino uh, overseer, and sometimes you get a good break, and then sometimes God gives you a bad break, and they have that type of a uh, uh, gambler's philosophy, and so sometimes if something goes well, they they shout, "Whoo, we got a lucky break on that one, didn't we?" And see, so they they attribute even something good to luck or random chance instead of saying. Thank God. May God be glorified that things are breaking our way. God is causing good things to happen now. But see, that is a kingdom mindset as compared to a worldly mindset. And we want to operate in the kingdom. Now, in Romans chapter 4, this is one of the key insights that helped Abraham get across the finish line and receive a miracle when the only one that could do it was God. And this is something that we can really take today and work in our lives. Praise the Lord. Uh, We're back today in Romans chapter 4. We've been over in this chapter a couple times recently. But I want to pull out a different nugget today. Romans 4 verse 19. And we're going to also read verse 20. Verse 19 it says, And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Already did, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. That's very, very important. He was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that he had promised, he was also able that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. This is amazing that Abraham, he would give glory to God before the miracle child ever came on the scene. When his wife is still barren and he and she are both getting older and older, Abraham was convinced that God was still going to give him his own child, his own son, according to what God had told him. And what did Abraham do? He would just keep giving glory to God. Well, Pastor Stephen, how would that be expressed? Uh, Well, in our modern type of uh, way of saying things, he would be just going around saying, God, I know you've got this. God, you're going to do this. I call it done. Father, I thank you for my son. You've already told me to name him Isaac when he comes. Lord, I just give you all the praise that Isaac is on the way. God, I give you glory. Hallelujah. Amen. And you just do that continually, continually. And that's what Abraham was doing. And it somehow has a way of also stirring your faith up because it says strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So when you give glory to God and, you, and you're doing that continually, it, uh, it stirs up your faith, praise God. And it helps you to stay focused on that amazing promise that God has given you, praise the Lord. So I would say that just as Abraham received his impossible miracle from God by giving glory to God continually, I would suggest that this is something that today you could embrace more fully. And of course, we're doing this on the, on the front side. Uh, we'll eventually be on the other side, praise the Lord, where it's, it's actually done. And it's very important before the miracle happens or the breakthrough happens that you give God glory now. Now, of course, afterwards we will as well. And, and that would move more to perhaps what we would classify as thanksgiving. But my friends, we need to be constantly glorifying God. It's very, very important. And it was critical in one of the great miracles of the Bible with Abraham, again, where it says he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. He was giving glory to God for the miracle before it ever happened. Today, the Lord wants you to be doing the same thing. Thank God that we have these examples of these godly men. And of course, that's why it says in verse 22, and therefore it was accounted to him 
for righteousness. Woo! I tell you, it takes faith to please the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. So despite the impossibility of Abraham's situation, he kept on giving glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. To give God glory is to acknowledge him as the source of every blessing, as the source of every blessing, not luck. Oh, brother, you sure got lucky. No, no, this is, this has nothing to do with that other unstable realm. Okay. This has everything to do with God's kingdom of light, which is ruled over by King Jesus. And this kingdom works on principles, praise God. And my friends, one of the principles is that we must give glory to God, acknowledge him as the source of every good thing. When it happens, after it happens, and very importantly, also before it happens. You know, I heard a statement sometime back by a, a Christian businessman, and he said, and he said it publicly. He said, he said, you know, my business has just broken the new record within the region of which my business is in. And so he had surpassed a new record that nobody had broken before. And so I heard him say that, and I kept, I kept waiting for the part B, like, thank God. And he, he never attributed any of the success to God. He attributed basically almost to like himself, his, his hard work or his hustle. He didn't really say that, but he never gave, he never gave God one inch of glory for uh, the expansion of his business. He just said, I'd, I'd tell you what, my business has expanded and we just have surpassed the original record. And he never said, praise God for it. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing like that. Just, just made a statement like that. I tell you what, we have to be very, very careful. You saw how the Lord spoke to the priest back at the temple who were not giving him glory. And here we see exactly how the one that got the miracle was giving God the glory these are things that we have to be very, very careful with. There are spiritual sins. Now, there's physical sins. You know, you could, you could rob physically, take some, something from somebody that, uh, that belongs to them. There, there's physical sins. There's a, a lie or something like that. But there are spiritual sins that, uh, from what I've seen, God judges a whole lot faster with judgment in the area of these spiritual sins, particularly in these areas of pride and not giving him the credit when he is the one actually that is empowering that good thing to take place. Wow. Praise God. Well, let's take a, a little reminder from what we were told by God through Moses in the Torah. And it's here for a reason, isn't it? Uh, this would be Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 17. And the context is after God does all of these great things for you, all of this lifting, all of this blessing, all of giving, uh, getting all this junk off of you and getting your life in order and getting you blessed, verse 17, then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. Oh, my friends, this is very, very dangerous. So I'm I'm predicting prophetically your trajectory because of your love for God, your adherence to his word and his instructions. So I can, I can tell where you're going. So what I'm saying is that along the journey, in order to stay humble and in order to continue to ascend to unprecedented levels of breakthrough, you must give God the glory. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth so then verse 18, the classic verse that we're very familiar with, and you shall remember, in other words, there are those who have very short memories in this area. And it's, it seems that for some, it's very easy to forget once they're flying high. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he, it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So this is, this is still an ongoing covenant that any believer can engage God in. Praise the Lord. But my friends, you, you're going to have to understand that God doesn't uh, just deserve some of the glory. He deserves all of the glory for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. It is he who heals your body. Yes, God can work through doctors and God can do this or that. 
or uh, uh, you know, God can do these other types of things or getting you out of a, a, a bad entanglement. And God, and God can work through people, and, and, and we thank God for that. Of course, God does that. Uh, and relationships are vital uh, in our overall well-being. But my friends, don't forget the source of where all this goodness is coming from. It's coming from God. So what we have to do is we have to acknowledge God, and we have to give Him all of the glory. Now, some people would probably say, well, Pastor Stephen, you know, I work so hard and, uh, you know, I really put myself into it. Shouldn't I have some of the glory? No, because God gave you the energy, the work. He gave you the strength to work. He gave you the mind to work. He gave you the idea. Every good thing is coming from the Lord. He is the origin. He is the source. And so we need to return all of the praise, all of the thanksgiving to him. Give him all the glory. Mm-mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 67 picks up this same theme in verse 5. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you, not just some, all. Let all the peoples praise you. Then, see, after all of the praise, then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Pastor Stephen, I've sown my seed, and I'm watering the seed. What should I do? Well, just give God praise. Give God all the glory, and you're going to see God do his part of multiplying seed, of giving you kingdom ideas, of giving you uh, prosperous ideas, of giving you brilliant ways of doing things that are full of excellence, and uh, that represent the, the kingdom way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But always, my friends, just uh, give all of the glory to the Lord. I want to share a few more insights concerning this. One of these is in Luke chapter 17. And this one, of course, is very important as well. Luke 17. Let's go down to verse, uh, well, verse 12. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priest. Now that would be in accordance with what was written in the Torah, that when there's leprosy and there is, uh, there's been a, some type of a healing or a cleansing, it still needs to be verified by the priest. Go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Uh, We also see that some healings are not instantaneous, but they can happen as you go or as they went. The healing just worked its way uh, into their bodies and all the leprosy left. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice, with a loud, not, not quiet, not real shy, not embarrassed of what somebody might think who, uh, you know, there is a place, my friends, to proclaim uh, your identity in the church of the living God, your, your membership, if we could say that, your, your, your position in Christ and be loud about it. Praise the Lord. And there is no exception for any believer when those special moments uh, exhibit themselves, when God's hand has moved, where anybody should hold back and say, well, that's not my personality. No, you need to get a kingdom personality. And there's a time where you get loud and do what? He glorified God with a loud voice, glorified God. That meant that he was instantaneously just shouting and praising and giving God the glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Brother, what happened to you? God healed me. Oh, I don't know if you should say that. That's not very popular right now. I don't care if it's popular or not. God healed me. God did a miracle. Well, people might think you're crazy. No, they're the ones that are crazy. I'm the one that just received a miracle. Praise the Lord. You know, there's people that need to hear it. There's, need to, there's people that sometimes need to see these types of expressions. So he returned and with a loud voice glorified God. Again, what does it mean to glorify God? It means to acknowledge, and in, in this case, loudly, that God did it. 
You know, I I had a man ask me to pray for him one time. He had he had something in his stomach. The doctors had diagnosed it and said it was a, a hernia, a, a really bad hernia. And, uh, you know, of course, he didn't feel good down there and uh, uh, this, that, and the other. So he said, Pastor Stephen, please pray for me. So I prayed for him, and you know, he looked very, uh, very despondent. Yeah, anytime you can get uh, one of these awful reports from a doctor, it can really, uh, it can uh, really hit you uh, when you, you're not ready for anything like that or you don't know your position in Christ really well. And so I prayed for him, and, and I felt the anointing. And I say felt, that I'm spiritually sensing that. And the anointing of the Lord, that healing anointing came on me and flowed through my hands, well, from the Lord, through my hands, into his body. I said, brother, God's done it. God's done it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we saw him two weeks later, and my uh, my wife saw him first. She said, how you doing? She said, he said, I'm doing good. She said, now, what about uh, that hernia and so forth? He goes, oh, yeah, I went back to the doctor. They said it's not there. She said, it's not there. Well, how can you like just sit there and act like, like a frog on a log? I mean, I mean, God, God healed your body. God, God healed you of that hernia. He goes, well, you know, the doctor said it could have maybe, you know, maybe they'd misdiagnosed it. Maybe it was like a piece of fatty tissue or something like that. And Kelly was just like, you know, and, and then he told me and I was like, hey, you know, God, that was a real miracle. You really did have that problem. Well, you know, so he didn't understand. He didn't give God any glory. He did not give God one speck of glory. Wow. Well, sometimes people like that, uh, they have to learn the hard way, usually uh, through another go around because the devil thinks, well, this guy must be an easy target. I'll just put something else back on him. He obviously doesn't know how to resist. Woo. Lord have mercy. But this man's doing the right thing. I want you to see a classic example of how to do it right. With a loud voice glorified God. He gave God all the credit Hallelujah. He didn't say it was the priest. I tell you what, the priest today, they really got something going on. No, no. He gave all of the glory to God. Oh, Pastor Steve, I drank this water and boy, I really felt an effervescence. No, there's no water that's going to heal cancer. There's no water that's going to heal lupus or heart disease. My friends, we must give God all the glory. There's nothing God can't heal. Hallelujah. But you have to acknowledge his greatness his divinity, that he is Jehovah Rapha. And you, I tell you what, there's some people, if a doctor, if a doctor told them, well, you know what, we're going to have to cut your head off. We you have some problems with your head. We're going to cut your head off and we'll preserve it in ice. And maybe when we find a problem uh, or solution, then maybe we'll stick it back on and glue you back together. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. When, when should I set the appointment? There are some people, they'll just, they'll swallow anything. Uh, uh, any doctor tells them, but if the, high, if the great doctor, the great physician says, by my stripes, you are healed. And at the cross, I took all of your infirmities, which is translated sicknesses and illnesses. And I took all of your infirmities and diseases upon myself. Well, no, Pastor Steve, I don't know though, if I agree with Dr. Jesus. Hmm. What are you doing? You're belittling the Lord who is the King of glory. And you're glorifying another voice, another message higher. Now I love doctors. I thank God for doctors. And I had a really uh, well-known doctor just uh, uh, text me just a couple of days ago, said, Pastor Stephen, I'm really enjoying your messages. <laughs> He's a very well-known surgeon. So these things are very interesting. But my friends, uh, it's all who you choose to glorify. And you must glorify the Lord and put all of your honor all, all, you just need to turn it to the Lord. So with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So let's give the Lord the credit before and after. Praise the Lord. These things are very important. Now let's jump over to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. This continues on with these types of principles of uh, what we are to do in these types of situations. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, the Apostle Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. 
So you can do all the planning you want, and that's good. It is actually necessary. If you don't sow seed, you're never going to have a harvest. And you can, you can water it too. But really, the increase has to come from the miracle worker himself. I planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Don't ever think that the blessing is not supernatural. The blessing, don't ever think like the blessing is some kind of the blessing and curse or some type of intangible, ethereal things that are just concepts. No, they're real. They're just as real as this notepad, just as real as, you know, uh, you know, a phone or whatever. They're real. Just as real as the chair I'm sitting in. The blessing is real and it is miraculous. It is supernatural. It can come into your life, even as it says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, can overtake you. It is real. It's, it's, it's the goodness of God, the blessing, and it, it can work. And on the negative side, the curse, the curse can go through walls. The curse can go through the air. The curse can, uh, it can just, it can like, in, in a sense, supernaturally work its way to wherever it's uh, allowed to go and invite it in through legal access. It's very real also. But my friends, Jesus at Calvary, according to Galatians chapter 3, particularly verse 13, became a curse for us so that the blessing that was on Abraham can come upon us. Woo! Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Say, I've been redeemed through the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 7. So then neither he who plants is anything. Oh, no, Pastor Stephen, uh, 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 no, that's, that's, yes, it is a vital step, but still God deserves all the credit. So then neither he who plants is anything, that you still need to plant. You understand the balance, right? Neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Yes, do your planting. And yes, do your watering. A lot of the watering that you do is actually with your mouth by giving glory to God. I can take um, a mirror uh, or even my glasses and I can hold them up to my mouth and I can breathe and a fog will appear. What is that? That's a form of moisture coming out of my mouth, coming out of me, that will appear on another object. What can you do with your mouth? You can water, release moisture. You can water. How? God, I give you glory. God, I give you praise. God, it's happening. God, you're you're so strong, nothing can stop you. God, this thing cannot be held back. God, you're a miracle worker. God, I know you're coming through for me. Woo, God, I give you glory. Hallelujah. Amen. What's going on? You're watering the seed. And then what will God do? God gives the increase. Praise God. Some of you need to put a little more water. (laughs) Give God some more glory. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Oh, amen. Now, let me say this. And this is something that I was pondering earlier today. Be careful around people that are complainers and grumblers. Now, sometimes, perhaps because of your work, or perhaps because maybe uh, you have a family member, maybe even uh, a parent or somebody like that, and you, you have to help them. And sometimes you get around certain people because, you, because you're called to be there. But be, care, be very careful around people that grumble and murmur and complain about everything. Why? Because um, it's contagious. It's more contagious than COVID. I mean, if you get around people that are just grumbling and, oh, nothing ever goes right for me, and, oh, boy, I don't feel good today, and, oh, a lot of people are getting sick, aren't they? You know, if you're around that all the time, then uh, it can spread if you don't know how to shut it down. Now, uh, first of all, I don't run with grumblers. Never, never. I don't, I don't get around murmurers or complainers. Uh, that is not my group. But if I am around people that are known to be like that, uh, this is what I do, and it usually stops it very, very quick. Well, well, uh, uh, Stephen, how are you doing? Boy, the country's really going through some hard times. Boy, a lot of people losing their job, aren't they? Praise God. I, I just immediately jump right in. Praise God. God is good. Everything's going great for me. And I... Uh, 
look, if you want this word to work for you, you cannot go around wanting people to pity you. You may be in a real tough spot. You may need a miracle, but you're going to have to get out of this thing of trying to uh, maybe manipulate people by having a long, sour face or, or, you know, just always kind of dropping hints of how bad it is for you or, uh, Pastor Stephen, you understand the kind of family I was born in. We were just raised poor. Well, welcome to the club. My friends, you, you have to get out of that. We've all have had things thrown at us where we came in life. Uh, yes, we came into this world with nothing, but it's also like we came in with baggage because perhaps of the circumstances or the environment in which we were born in. But I'm here to tell you today that this word is strong enough to prevail over any negative circumstance, even if you live in America or if you live in Mongolia. It doesn't matter. Your solution is in God's word. And if you will get in it and stop throwing a pity party, and stop all the woe is me and dismiss that and say, God, it turns today. I'm going to glorify you and I'm going to stop glorifying this disease. And I'm going to stop talking about how bad my situation is. Now, I'm not denying, just as you aren't denying that you could be in a real faith battle, but who are you going to glorify? Mm -mm. And are you going to glorify the Lord loudly. Woo! Praise God. I tell you what, you start doing that. Things will begin to turn quickly. And the next thing you know, you'll be like Abraham receiving a miracle. You'll get your faith strong. It kept glorifying God. Boom. And guess what? You know, the rest of the story, the miracle happened and Isaac showed up. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go to the book of Romans and close out there today. Hallelujah. Stir yourself up. Glory to God. There's a lot of people struggling with a lot of challenges and issues. We all live on the same planet. But my friends, this is not time for gloom and despair. And time, time to, uh, uh, there's a lot of believers, they're, they're turning inward in the sense where they're, they're thinking about self-preservation. And they're thinking about uh, just their life alone. Uh, I'm telling you what, that's a wrong move. That is not faith. Faith says the glory of God is rising. Faith says that the, the darkness will grow gross darkness in the earth. It'll get darker, but the glory is rising upon the people of God. And this is the hour in which the sons of God, that all of creation has been groaning for the coming forth of the sons of God. I'm telling you what is happening now. God is raising up champions in the earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God that are anointed that are appointed whoo, and know the word and know how to handle the devil in any situation that may stand before them. Praise God. I know I'm talking today to an overcomer. Praise the Lord. More than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Rise up today. Uh, cancel the pity party. Uh, your friends were wanting to host another party. Say, no, uh, I've canceled that party. <laughs> I'm having a glorified God party and I'm having it in my own home. <laughs> Woo, praise God. Mm -mm. Romans chapter 14, startling verse, the last verse in uh, the chapter. Uh, let, the, the whole chapter deals with your conscience and your personal walk with God and what you know is right, even if others are not aware of some of the truths that you were that you would know. Of course, walking in love. But verse 22, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy. Now, have it to yourself in the sense that doesn't mean you don't tell anybody, but if you're the context, if you're around Christians that are really, really weak and uh, they're still learning things. There's a lot they don't understand. Then sometimes you don't want to say too much because it, uh, they don't have a foundation laid yet. So you don't, wouldn't want to upset them. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy. Happy. Do you want to be happy? Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. Why? You know what's right and wrong. You know what the word says about it. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit's living on the inside of you as a believer. He leads you and guides you into what? Happiness. Mm -mm. Happy is he. Woo! Praise the Lord. Verse 23. But he who doubts, watch out. He who doubts is condemned. If he eats. Now, uh, 
Romans 14 talks a lot about uh, foods and also being a believer in a pagan culture where there was a lot of idolatry and so forth. So I'm not going to get into the context of, of all of that, but I want to move towards the last part of this verse. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. Uh, Pastor Stephen, are you telling me that even my food, when I eat my food, I should eat in faith? Yes, absolutely. The just shall live by faith. You, it, it is an absolute lifestyle. You, anything that you do in the kingdom, don't do it with all kinds of doubt and unbelief. Oh, Pastor Steve, I, I don't know if this is going to work. Why? That doesn't glorify the Lord. Have faith. Glorify the Lord. Hallelujah. And if you're going to go up, say, I'm going up and I'm going to do this. Don't be like, well, who, I, I, I don't know who the devil been busy. Pastor Stephen, that devil, he sure been busy. Oh, brother. Mm-hmm. My friends, everything that you do, you have, to, you have to do it in faith. Praise the Lord. For whatever, listen to this, for whatever is not from faith is sin. I'll never forget this verse because I, uh, I was in a church one time and, uh, for whatever reason, um, the, the class I was in, you know, before the main service, there were the Bible, the, you had the men's Bible study and the women's Bible study. So for whatever reason, the, the men's Bible study had completed. So there's a little bit of a lull between that and the main service, but the women's class had not yet ended. And I knew the lady that was teaching the class. She was a friend of mine. And she was a very good teacher. So I snuck into the women's class. I mean, I shouldn't say I snuck. Just went and sat in the back. It's not like you can't come in there. But um, uh, so I sat in the back. And she's up there teaching. And it was that day the class, uh, the women's class was packed out. And she'd been teaching. And everybody, every single person in there was dialed in to that message that day. I mean, it's like the, it's like the Lord had everybody... Uh, with a magnetic charge on the subject that day. And she read this verse for whatever is not from faith is sin. And it seemed like, it seemed like almost all of those women almost fell out when she read that. And one lady said, one lady said, are you, are you telling me if I'm going around and doubt and unbelief that's sin? She said, well, according to this verse, yes, you are. <laughs> I tell you, you should have seen some of the bewildered, puzzled looks. It's like God went wham and hit some of the doubters and powders and some of the grumblers and complainers. I mean, it's, and it hit them with such a, a force of love, but a force of like, hey, you're going to have to do something about this if you really want to receive a miracle. Mm-mm. For whatever is not from faith is sin. My friends, we need to glorify the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> And it's not always easy to do it the flesh. We, we are all still in a human body, flesh and blood body, that sometimes maybe didn't get as much sleep as we wanted, or sometimes may feel the uh, effects of aging, or whatever it might be, praise God. Uh, you know, maybe you, you, you went on a trip and you're in a different time zone. I know what that's like when it's when your, your body clock is flipped completely upside down. It's not, it's not like you want to shout, glory to God. <laughs> Woo, praise the Lord. Amen. But my friends, in all of our journey through life, let's do all that we can to express glory to the Lord. You see a beautiful sunset. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. I was with these two men one time. I, I worked with them in a, in a company, and they, they liked me so much, they took me on a, a trip uh, where they included me, you know, because I was doing well in the company. They said, Steve, we're going to take you on the trip. And so we went out on this trip to the, uh, the rugged mountains of Nevada, and we got out there, and they didn't really believe in God. I, I actually think they did, but they said they didn't because that gave them an out for their, you know, uh, sinful lifestyle. And so I would always witness to them uh, all, all the time. I think it about drove them crazy. But one time I was out, I, when I was out there with them, I was talking about the Lord. And they said, oh, oh, you know, Stephen, you know, we don't, we don't know. I mean, what kind of a proof is there in God or something like that? And so, you know, that, that conversation kind of uh, tailed off a little bit. And then as the sun came down, uh, up on the ledge of this 
rock, this mass, you know, there's a mountain, like halfway up the mountain, there was a ledge that, st- that stood out and this awesome uh, ram came out and stood on that rock. And one of the guys named, named Jeff, uh, uh, you know, who was the head of the company, he saw that and he said, he said, my God, whoa, when he saw that ram, why? Majesty. And I, and I said, glory to God. <laughs> Because when he said, my God, I was like, hey, I thought you didn't believe in God. And I'm just saying the glory is everywhere, sometimes hidden because of a sinful world that would try to suppress it. But a sunset, uh, all these beautiful things that God does. Hallelujah. And sometimes, sometimes God wants you to do it loud. Watch this. Get ready for this. Some of you really need this out in public, even if a sinner would see you. Even ooh, even if somebody dignified would see you. Mm. Even if somebody respectable in the community would see you praising God. Mm. Mm. Pastor Stephen, that word might spread. Yeah, maybe it might spread. Maybe somebody gets saved and see you in heaven one day. Mm. Mm. Sometimes it's not what you say. It's, it's how you live your life. You're, you're a book. <laughs> your life is a book. They're not just listening to what you say. They're also watching what you do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Glory to God. Father, I pray for your people. I thank you. They're going to get their miracle just like Abraham did. They're going to continue to give you glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you're watching today's program and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you can get on the salvation ship today and sail away from uh, the, uh, the previous destination of hell and go to heaven. Hallelujah. Get your life right with God. Mm-mm. A lot of people, when they get older, they think about, they think about buying a burial plot. Hmm. Well, I guess I'm going to die. Eventually, I guess I better find a place where they can plant me when I die. How about you find a place where you can be a planet for your eternal soul? Mm-hmm. If you would like to get your life right with God and turn from darkness and sin and give your heart to Jesus and live for him and get your life right, and receive eternal life. Pray this prayer right now. Pray it out loud. Pray it after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, but you died to save sinners like me. Jesus, come into my heart. Wash all of my sins away. Write my name in your book of life. I give my heart completely to you. Step into my life and lead me and guide me. From this day forward, in your name I pray, amen and amen. Praise God. The Lord Jesus Christ, the King of glory, the head of the church, has heard that prayer, and all of heaven is rejoicing. God the Father is rejoicing. Praise God. Welcome into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. It's a kingdom that is within. One day it will be external, but for now it's within. Praise the Lord. Now, let's take Holy Communion together. Praise the Lord. Grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. I use these little bitty portable, uh, you know, communion uh, sets. These are great because you can take them on trips. I keep a few of them in my vehicle. And uh, that way I can take communion anywhere, anywhere that I would like to take it at. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we pray for the bread, the juice, we consecrate the, the bread and the juice. That is, we set it apart as being holy. Through this prayer, we ask you to bless it. And we now receive this as the flesh and the blood of Jesus, veiled in the form of what would appear to be bread and juice. Thank you, Father, for the body of the Lord. Hallelujah. And Father, as we receive the Lord's flesh, we thank you that we are going to be giving you glory. We're going to be giving you glory as a lifestyle. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, let's receive the Lord's body. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Depression is living is lifting completely off of somebody right now. Your happiness is not based on the weather. Your happiness is not based on the shining of the sun because you can live in Antarctica and be happy and where it's, you know, uh, dark for nine months out of the year when you have the son of God shining in your heart. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I do like sunshine and we do need vitamin K. Praise the Lord. But my friend's happiness is found in being born again and living your life for the Lord. Praise God. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you as we receive the blood. We thank you for forgiveness of all sin, cleansing from all unrighteousness. We thank you, Father God. We give you praise. And we forgive, Father, anybody who sinned against us. We forgive them. We bless them. And we let them go. In the sense that there's many uh, people that maybe they did something wrong years ago. Maybe we'll never see them again. But we do forgive them and bless them. And we go on with you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the Lord's precious blood. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory. 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 Glory to God. Mm. Glory to God. You know, I was... I was in junior high. Can you believe I still remember this? I was in junior high, eighth grade, and I was at church uh, on a, let's see here, it would have been uh, Sunday morning, and I was in eighth grade. That was my age uh, group that I was in. So we had a little youth group there at the church, and we had a, we had a teacher that would come in and teach. And one day, uh, he came in to teach us, and he came in. He was a very carnal man. I mean, he was born again, but he just, I, guess, I don't even know why he was teaching um, us young people, but um, maybe somebody had asked him to do it, you know, because when you're, when you're in junior high, you know, if somebody's 30, you think they're really old, you know, so he was maybe 35 years old or something like that, and uh, I, I don't know. He just didn't seem to really be into the Lord. Well, he came in, Walked into the classroom, me and all the other, you know, students are there, uh, you know, in, the, in our youth group. He comes in and he takes, he takes his Bible and literally just throws it on the table like it's just an old, you know, old wore out newspaper. And when he threw it on the Bible, when he took his, the Holy Bible and just threw it on the table like it was some old worthless piece of junk, me and every single kid in there went, oh, when he did that. And he goes, oh, he said, it's just a book. He said, it's just a book. To him it was. And some Christians just wonder why life doesn't go well for them. It's almost like somebody's thrown something in their face. Yes, it's God because you threw something in his face. If you dishonor and disrespect and treat God and his kingdom and his commandments and his, and his way lightly and irreverently, especially in front of others, oh, it'll come back. It'll come back. It'll come back. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. That man could have been in ministry, but he just didn't have regard for the things of God. Perhaps he was one of those priests that Malachi was talking to. <laughs> Woo! Praise the Lord. Mm. It's a very interesting dynamic. If you honor God, he honors you. If you give him your all, your best, he'll give you his best. If you hold nothing back from him, he'll hold nothing back from you. But, oh, if you lightly esteem him and do not give him glory when you should, then uh, it's, it's just like a person is stuck. They're stuck, and they can be st stuck and stripped also. Lord, have mercy. That's not your destination, and that will not be your testimony. Yours is one of being a man or a woman who fears God, who honors God. Hallelujah. Look, when I'm out and about, I don't even let other, other people talk bad about good preachers. Maybe even a preacher that could even have some issues. I don't do, all, I don't, I don't do that stuff. I don't, I don't jump on somebody if they're down. 
Nor do I ever criticize a man of God that's a true man of God. Somebody uh, uh, one day spoke very, uh, very sarcastically about Kenneth Copeland. I said, I support Kenneth Copeland. I said, I support his ministry. I pray for him. I pray that God cause him to live to be 120. <laughs> well, Pastor Jim, I don't know if I should say something like that. I could lose friendship. If that's, if that's the kind of friends you have, people that rip preachers and mock prophets, true prophets of God, probably should find some different friends. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. But you'd like friends like me. Why? Because if, see, I, I'm the same way in, in public that I am in private. Hallelujah. So I'll stand up for you, not only when I'm there with you, but also behind the scenes as well. Praise God. And I'm not going to let somebody talk uh, bad in a sense behind the scenes or if no, quote, nobody hears. No, we, we just don't do those things. Praise God. We're God's people. Hallelujah. We're God's people. And we watch out for each other. Hallelujah. And we stand up for each other. Even when there's imperfections, love covers, not exposes and rips apart. Love covers a multitude of sins. Praise God. We are the peacemakers in the kingdom. My friends, I've enjoyed talking you to, uh, with you today. Look forward to seeing you back next time. Let me also close by saying we have a few more days in the month of February. As this month, we are endeavoring to raise $50,000 as a down payment on our field of dreams, the land which we will build our world-class television studio. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. I want to ask you, for those who have not yet sown into this project, send your very best gift so that we can meet this need and go forward and close on the property. We're just a few more days. The month is almost up. Do your very best. Hallelujah. And thank you so much for helping us to meet this need and to have the money that we need. Praise God. Thank you for watching. I'll see you back next time. God bless you. Bye-bye.